0: Welcome to
1: Holistic Sex Ed Radio. I'm your host, Robin LaCrosse. Today, you are in for a really great conversation. Willow Brown is here with me. She is a sexologist, endocrinologist, a Chinese medicine doctor, and she's also an internationally recognized teacher of Taoist sexology. Her offerings provide a profound understanding of what it means to engage in sacred sexuality and live a sensual life. She has studied the human body and its correspondence with nature for the last two decades. Her style is a blend of many modalities, such as yoga, qigong, acupuncture, and craniosacral therapy. She's an international speaker and author, and has coached thousands of women, men, and couples in creating powerful connection, potent intimacy, and prevailing unconditional love. Her knowledge is vast and her wisdom is clear, but her heartfelt desire to serve humanity out of shame, guilt, and self-doubt that leads those in pain to her door. It's not unusual for her clients to leave feeling luminous and looking 10 years younger. Hey, Willow, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really happy to have you here. Oh, Robin, thanks so much for having me. It's such a, a
2: treat and a pleasure to be with you today.
1: Oh, thank you. So you mentioned in your bio about Taoist sexology. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is exactly?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So
1: what I teach
2: is there's there's many forms of sacred sexuality out there and the primary lens that I teach through comes from a Taoist perspective, um, coming from a Chinese medicine background and many, many years of study in the Asian arts. This lens makes the most sense to me and it also really allows a person to make lasting changes in their life, to have a transformational experience that really supports them in stepping up into their highest potential. So I'll just define Taoist sexology, because what the heck is that? As we know, an ology is a study of or an observation of something. So this is really the study of or the observation of your own sexual energy. And there's two branches to that observation. The first branch is what you would think about sexuality and sexology. You would think, oh, well, it's my libido levels. It's my ability to have orgasms. It's my ability to be with a partner that I'm deeply intimate with and attracted to. And I can ask for what I want to receive sexually. And I'm free free with my sexuality. So that's sort of one branch of sexology how are you doing on all of those levels you know are you able to ask for what you want intimately do you know what you want intimately and also you know what's going on with your sacred vajayjay what's going on with your breasts what's going on with your body and how how tuned in to these sexual centers in your body are you And, you know, these are the sexual centers that we think of, vagina, breast, but really there's sexual centers in the brain, there's sexual centers all along your chakra system, inner elbows, backs of the knees, you know, there's all these erotic zones that are sexual centers. So we awaken all of those. The other branch to sexology is what's going on inside of you because the foundation, the roots of your sexuality is your endocrine system, so your hormonal system. And when I say hormonal system, I'm talking about estrogen and progesterone and testosterone and DHEA and all of the sex hormones that you would think of. But primarily, one of the most important hormones that we have to look at is cortisol so are you leaking cortisol from your adrenal glands if you are then you're actually leaking your sexual energy because that is where sexual energy is stored it's in the kidneys in the adrenals according to the Tao. so that's sexology in a nutshell and Taoism comes from, you know, this Eastern philosophy, this way of life they call the Tao, the way. That's really nice. The way, what does that really mean? You know, what does the Tao really mean? And what it means is following the flow, following the rhythm of what's natural. So following the seasons, the ebb and flow of the seasons that we go through in a year's time, right? The earth is this big, beautiful, massive body, and it has a whole year to go through four seasons. And we are these tiny, teeny little beings, and we have one month to go through those same four seasons. So that's a ton of energy that's running through our bodies, both physiologically, emotionally, and spiritually. So What I love to do and what I've taken is really following the rhythm and the cycles of the moon because those same four seasons are living inside of the moon cycle. And so we imprint that onto ourselves. Literally, we have these seasons and these cycles moving through us anyway, regardless of if we're aware of it or not. So if we tune into it and pay attention to it, then all of a sudden we create more time in our lives more space, more room to breathe, you know, more room to actually do the things that we enjoy doing mm. instead of feeling like we're a rat in a hamster wheel trying to always catch up with life. You know, it can easily happen when we're in this very young predominant society. Young is that Let's get shit done. Let's produce. Let's um, let's make money. Let's get programs running. Let's do all the things on the checklist that we need to do, right? And mm-hmm. when we get the checklist done, we're like, oh, that was a good day, you know. Mm-hmm. And those things are important. We need those things. We need mm-hmm. that structure. We've got to pay the bills. We've got to get the kids to school. We got to fill the tank with gas, you know. But we also need the yin, right? And that's really the crux of Taoism is the yang and the yin. Mm-hmm. And so it's we're bit out of ba- we're not a bit. We're a lot out of balance <laughs> with the yang. Mm-hmm. And so what we want to do is rise the yin energy up. And what is yin's primary power? It's receptivity. Mm-hmm. So receiving the gifts that life is giving to you. A lot of times we miss them because we don't know how to receive or we never learned how to receive, or we don't have any experience of receiving. And when you're truly in a receptive state, you're you're present. Like you can only receive what's happening right here and right now. So that's part of yin's power is to get us into the present moment. And there's many doorways and portals into that present moment. But yeah. that's Taoisexology in a nutshell.
1: As you were talking and you were saying that- that we go through um, the cycle of the seasons every month. And so I'm assuming that you're referring to like, say, the female cycle. Is that what you're referring to? Do men also go through that monthly cycle, even though they don't, of course, menstruate or are men and women both going through these cycles?
2: Yes, they do. Thanks. Great question. Mm-hmm. Can you yeah, because we're all made up of water, right? Mm-hmm. And the moon pulls on water. We're all 85 to 90% water, depending on how hydrated we are that day. And so as we know, the moon pulls on water. So it pulls on us as well. We are not separate from the earth. There's this idea that there's the earth and there's us, but we are earthlings, right? We are of the earth just like a tree grows from the earth we grow from the earth and we've got the same meridians the earth has we've got the same seasons the earth has and the ebb and the flow of our endocrine system is strongly related to that moon cycle so that's why i say we have it going on inside of us anyway whether we're paying attention to it or not it's there so when we pay attention to it we can really use it to our benefit mm mm-hmm.
1: And let's talk a little bit about cortisol, because I know cortisol can really throw a monkey wrench into our system when we are living in a constant state of stress. Like cortisol is great when we need to run away from the lion who's about to eat us. But can you talk a little bit about how elevated cortisol levels can impact our sexuality, our sex drive, our relationships? I would love to. This is my favorite thing to talk about.
2: Adrenals. Everything starts at the adrenals, people. So basically, there's this thing called the endocrine triangle. And at the top is the thyroid gland. And then down here is the adrenal. And down here is the ovaries or the testes. So at the base of the triangle, you got adrenals and then sex organs. If the adrenals go out, which they are the first to go out because... When we're five minutes late to our appointment, we're stressing out and we're leaking cortisol into our bloodstream, right? So when that, that endocrine triangle starts to dip in the adrenals, that throws the sex hormones off, then the thyroid follows. So a lot of times, thyroid issues, once we correct the cortisol imbalance and get those adrenals plumped up. And then once they've got that, oh my gosh, the thyroid starts functioning and they start sleeping better and metabolizing their food better and having more energy and they just feel so much better. So what we're seeing now is a large majority of Western civilization living at a sympathetic dominant state, which is when your nervous system goes into the flight or flight, like you just said, Robin, where the bear's coming and ah, run, right? That's where the cortisol kicks in and it sends all this energy epinephrine out to our extremities so that we can run away from the thing that's going to attack us which is important. We need that. But the reality is when we're five minutes late to an appointment, we're not being attacked by a bear. (laughs) We don't need to be (laughs) leaking that cortisol. Um, The antidote is oxytocin. And how do we get oxytocin to flood our entire body and bloodstream? We have orgasms. Yes. So whenever mm-hmm. you have an orgasm, this is why some people come to me and they're just so depleted. I'm like, you need to have an orgasm every day. <laughs> I don't care how you have it because they're so stressed, right? They're, they're wired and tired. They can't fall asleep at night. They need a glass of wine or two to fall asleep. They need a cup of coffee or two to wake up in the morning and they're waking up at 3 a.m. If you're someone who wakes up between two and three, there's likely a cortisol issue going on. So we want to start pumping your adrenals up with herbs, medical practices, qigong practices, Taoist yoga practices, Taoist sexology practices. All of that can really support your
1: Adrenals yeah, definitely. You know, stress is the root of so many health issues, so I think learning how to manage the stress and Absolutely. can be really challenging to do
2: It can be because it can turn mm-hmm. into an addiction, right? Mm-hmm. You could be addicted to all the to do list addicted to to running on overdrive because it's kind of fun right it 's like mm-hmm. this manic state right. and and it feels kind of good, right, in a way. But then when you, if you don't have a balance or if you don't know how to drop back into a parasympathetic state, that rest and digest nervous system, you're going to burn yourself out. And that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things about Taoist sexology. It's a longevity practice. We're going for a long, happy,
1: healthy life, you
2: know? Yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah. With, with lots of great sex. With lots of great sex. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Tao sexuality some more.
0: Up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you looking for a happier, healthier, and more fulfilled life? Do you want your business
2: to thrive? Do you want to enjoy better relationships and find your purpose? Tune in every week to Stepping into the Tenda Daochung Life Transformation with Dr. and Master Shah with host Diana Gold-Holland, who will share the wisdom of Master Shah. You'll hear from inspiring teachers and listen to testimonials about life transformation. Stepping into the Tenda Daochung can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. in the West and 6 p.m. in the East on Voice America Empowerment.
0: Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at holisticsexedradio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. And we're back. So I would
1: love to talk a little bit about orgasms. So you mentioned how orgasms release oxytocin and can help settle down the adrenal glands. Let's talk a little bit more about orgasms.
2: Yes, let's talk about orgasms. Here's one thing I want to clarify about mm. having orgasms and Taoist sexology is, uh, and the adrenal glands is that when you have an orgasm, it does also sort of deplete that, that reserve of sexual energy that is stored in the adrenal glands and much more so for men than for women. But um, but what I was wanting to really express before is if someone's in that sympathetic state where they're just constantly stressed and they can't even they need to break the pattern. So that that's the person I'll be like, okay, I don't care. We're, we'll get to your we'll get to plumping up your adrenals, but for right now, you need to break the stress pattern. Break that cortisol cycle. So, you know, have those orgasms so that you can get that oxytocin flesh. And I'll teach them how to have orgasms so that they last longer and they are stronger and they really um, support health rather than just having an orgasm. A lot of times when we learn how to have an orgasm, it's kind of one of these things where it's like, achieve the orgasm, which again is a young. Experience right, right? Goal. To yes. have sex mm-hmm. to ha- yeah, to have an orgasm, um, but all along the way, there's little mini orgasms to experience. And in Taoist sexology, instead of using the word masturbation, we use the word self cultivation. So mm-hmm. you could, you know, have orgasm with a partner, or you can have orgasm on your own, and when you're on your own, you're actually cultivating the sexual energy that you came from, right? You came from sexual energy. We all did. Mm -hmm. So that's called essence. We call it jing chi, J-I-N-G, jing chi. So, Jing Chi, stored in the adrenals, how can you, and, and it's like this bank account, you're born with a bank account of Jing Chi, you know, and some people have a ton of it and they never get sick and they can eat whatever they want and they can run themselves ragged and they're still really robust, you know, they have a strong constitution. Other people, they have to be really careful and they can't be around sick people or they're going to get a cold, you know, and they still get sick. Mm -hmm. So they have a weaker jing chi. So it's basically genetically passed on from your mother and father. Mm -hmm. So when you're doing self-cultivating orgasms, which I highly recommend doing because it's the best way to build up that adrenal reserve and build up more of your essence inside of yourself and you can really see someone's essence through their eyes. You know, when you see that shine and that sparkle in someone's eyes, you know they have strong essence, strong jing chi. There's so many different kinds of orgasms in uh-huh. Taoist sexology. Uh-huh. And we have the superior orgasm. You can have an orgasm in your heart, in your pineal gland, in your adrenal glands, in your womb. The womb is the most powerful orgasm for women uh-huh. to have. And then, of course, there's all these nerves, like the vagus nerve. And when you have a vagal nerve, orgasmic release, you'll have probably some laughter and some tears afterwards. And that can be a beautiful just cleansing and a washing of your whole body. Mm. So um, the, the main thing to think about when you're using sexology to self-cultivate and to make your orgasms, longer, stronger, and better for your body and your health and your life is something called the orgasmic upward draw. So Mm -hmm. here's how it goes. When you get close, okay, first of all, you've got a yang meridian that runs up your spine, and then you've got a yin meridian, which runs down your front. Mm -hmm. And some of you may be familiar with something called the microcosmic orbit, which is where you're running energy up the back and then bringing it down through the front. Mm -hmm. So that is really the the up the back is the orgasmic upward draw. And what I love to do is get people started on just bringing it to the adrenal glands. So as you're approaching your orgasmic peak, you want to, pause right before you go over the edge. Pause Mm -hmm. right there. Stop and then inhale and squeeze your pelvic floor muscles at the same time that you're inhaling and breathe that energy into the lower back to fill up your adrenals like they're balloons with that orgasmic chi. From there, your orgasmic state will dissipate, right? It'll come back down, but then you're going to build again. So it's kind of like stair stepper orgasms. You go up to the first stair and then you pull it to the adrenals and then you go up to the next stair. And right before you're going to go over the edge, you pause and you draw it to the adrenals. Mm-hmm. You can also draw it to the brain. You can draw it to the back of the heart. You can draw it anywhere in the body. Okay. And then you go for your third one. I like to get people started on three at a mm-hmm. time. Go for that third stair step, and right before you have it, just do a quick breath to the adrenals and then have it. Go over Mm. the edge, have the full expression of your orgasm, and you'll notice that it is just much more powerful. And if you can, while you're having it, you know, if you can, see if you can even bring it to your adrenals. And you might even have an adrenal gland orgasm, which feels fantastic so so go try that at home yeah Uh
1: (laughs) this is something that you can try at home (laughs) (laughs) oh that's great so you were talking about longer orgasms as somebody who is an orgasmic person the idea of having longer better orgasms of course i'm sure appeals to to all of us right can you what can you tell us about like how do you extend orgasms and make them longer
2: Yeah. So it's that building up. You can think about it, you know, the stair steps, Mm -hmm. that's one visualization. You can also think Mm -hmm. about it like a pot of water Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and that pot of water is going to come up to a bigger, stronger boil if you've got a steady simmer on it. Mm -hmm. But if you turn the heat on and then you turn it off and then you come back and you turn it on, you turn it off and then you come back and turn it on. It's going to take a lot longer for that. Pot to fill up with hot boiling water. So, over a longer period of time, like let's say over a month's period of time, you want to keep that steady uh, heat to boil that pot to build up that sexual energy. And the, the longer you go, I used to do nine in a row when I was single. Now that I've got this this boyfriend, you know, <laughs> I don't have all that much time to self-cultivate <laughs> on my own. But I used to do nine in a row. And boy, mm-hmm. when I would have that ninth one, it would just be like flashing lights. I'd bring it to the pineal gland and it would just be like flashing lights, through the brain, the whole body would get flooded with oxytocin and it would just be a massive reset for my entire nervous system. Mm-hmm. So um, recently we, we do tantric practice as well and, and he was giving me a tantra session And I think we had probably gone for about an hour and a half of just revving it up, getting the juices flowing, getting the sexual energy, pulling it up to the brain. So I'd been doing orgasmic upward draw for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Then we we got into this one position and everything was happening. And I mean, I had the craziest orgasm I've ever had in my life. It was kind of like a, a floodplain. It had no beginning and no peak and no ending. It was just this floodplain of orgasmic chi all throughout my whole body. And it was a vagal release. Mm -hmm. Then I started laughing hysterically and then I started crying. (laughs) And I mean, (laughs) I felt amazing for Mm -hmm. days and days afterwards. Mm -hmm. That whole orgasm in that fashion that it came through in this, like, instead of just like a peak, you know, a peak and a dip, it was just this long extended, I probably went on for like two minutes. I have no idea, but it just kept going and going. Afterwards, he was like, were you still having an orgasm when you were laughing? And I was like, yeah, I was. Mm -hmm. And even when I was crying. So you start to feel basically you start to increase your capacity. Mm -hmm. And this is a really fun practice for men because a lot of times men will go from like a five or a six on a scale of one to ten, ten being like, I'm having an orgasm and one being like, "Eh, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll often go from like a five to a 10, you Mm -hmm. know, or a seven to a 10 or for men who have a little bit harder time, hanging in there, they might go from like a three or a four to a 10. Mm-hmm. So they're missing all those other numbers in between, right? They're missing mm-hmm. all that experience and capacity. So so it's called edging, right? For a guy yes. is, mm-hmm. is the best word for it. And so they edge and they start to increase that capacity so that, you know, if they were going from a five to a 10, now they're going from like a seven to a 10 and a nine to a 10. And pretty soon, their one to 10 starts to look like this. So their old one to 10 is, you know, now looking like a a tantra masters Mm -hmm, one to mm 10, right? So
1: So basically what you're saying is like, so when a man is having sex and he's getting close to orgasm, when you say a five, that's like the level of arousal, Basically, yeah. Or and then and then like he goes from five to to ten, which is which is ejaculation.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah. So basically, what you're trying to do is like slow things down and you know bring it up close, come back, which is what you're calling edging, and then bring it up again so that but not to orgasm. And so as you go back and forth, then a man can extend his time of lovemaking basically is what this amounts to and now he gets to to go for i don't know how long what an hour you think (laughs) yeah Yeah, (laughs) definitely anything's possible right an
2: hour or two hours sometimes Mm -hmm. i mean tantra men who practice edging and practice self-cultivating i mean there's practices to do in the shower for men you know there's Mm -hmm. all kind of practices when they're urinating that they can do to help Mm -hmm. increase their capacity and um i think the most important thing for men is that it also, this practice of increasing your capacity is what you would need to do. It would be the preliminary work to be able to have a non-ejaculatory orgasm. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for men to wrap their brains around, but there's two separate physiological functions when you have an orgasm. There's ejaculation and there's an orgasm and they're separate. Mm -hmm. because you've been doing it since together, since you were 12 years old, you know, it's hard to wrap your brain around. And I get it. And, and I don't recommend that any women try to make their men do it. Or, you know, if men want to learn to do it, then great. I'm Mm -hmm. all for it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it is, it's kind of like surfing, like you might get beat down a little bit. So you got to want it. (laughs) Right, right. Mm -hmm. And the first few times that you have an orgasm like that, it's gonna feel really different than what you're used to. You're used to having a hundred percent orgasm, ejaculation release. Mm-hmm. Um, doing a non ejaculatory orgasm the first time might feel like only an eighty percent orgasm, but eventually it'll it'll build up and it'll feel like a ninety nine point nine nine percent orgasm. So okay. um, it's that same thing of just increasing your capacity, and the best way to do that is just to slow down which you
1: referenced Robin. Mm-hmm. so that was right. perfect yeah yeah slow down and lots of practice we're going to yeah. take a, uh, a quick commercial break stay tuned
0: find out what makes the most successful people tick keep listening to the voice america empowerment channel voice america Do you find yourself thinking that you're not good enough or that you're not lovable? Do you sometimes feel that there is something wrong with you and that you're hiding something? These are more common thoughts than you would think. It's time to talk about this. Tune in to Where Words Can't Reach, Shedding Light on Our Dark Side with Dr. Madeline DeLittle, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Willow Brown, and we are talking about Taoist sexuality. So, Willow, can you tell us why or how Taoist sex is different from just regular sex?
2: So, when you're having a regular copulatory sexual experience with somebody, there's often not very much intention in it. And there's not, and it's really like to have the goal is to have the orgasm, be done, have that release, go to sleep. Um, especially with couples who've been together for a long time. That's kind of what happens. You get into these patterns and these ruts and and things are not feeling expansive and they don't feel exciting and it's hard to feel like your libido is even there anymore. So that's what I love about bringing Taoist sexology like into a long-term marriage. You know, people who have been together for a long time. I love to work with couples so that they have a toolkit, you know, they have got a cornucopia of things that they can do in order to bring more excitement and more newness to their sexual experience. So when you're having sex from a Taoist perspective, it's really for, it's for your pleasure, it's for your enjoyment, but it's also for your health. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what sets Taoist sexology aside from other Tantra and other sacred sexual practices is it's really for the support of your longevity and the support of your health overall. I had a woman once who would get cyclical migraines right before her period, she would get migraines and we did acupuncture and we did herbs and we did diet and we did everything. We did everything, you know, and then I was like, okay, Let's do some sex work. All so, right. mm-hmm. get into a certain position with her husband when she could, because she kind of could sense, she could feel a little bit in her body when it was going to come on the next day. Mm-hmm. So, anytime she would have that feeling, she would be like, okay, let's do this. And she'd get with her husband and she'd, you know, get into these certain positions and she'd do these certain orgasmic upward draws and drawing energy to different places in her body. And uh, that is what eventually finally got rid of those migraines for her. So <laughs> sex replaces migraines.
1: <laughs> yes, it uh, really does. Uh-huh. Well, They say sex cures headaches, right? Yeah, it <laughs>
2: does. And so, you know, you can really draw your sexual energy to anywhere in your body. Let's say you have a kink in your neck or your shoulder's been hurting or, you know, you're having digestive issues, really anything that's going on in your body you can use your sexual energy to move, to move the stagnant chi. we call it qi stagnation, mm-hmm. in those areas because you don't want stagnant qi. That's what causes pain and suffering and emotional blues, right? So mm-hmm. we want to move that qi with your orgasmic energy. And yes. And there's a myriad of different, you know, positions and there's something called the nines. That's a fun practice. You know, there's just a lot of different things depending on what's going on. So it's in a nutshell, sexuality for health, I would mm-hmm. say, is its, its big highlight.
1: Mm-hmm. And if somebody wanted to start practicing Taoist sexuality, like where would they start? Well... <laughs> That's a great uh-huh, uh-huh. Should they like uh, sign up for a workshop with you, or like get a book, or you know, like, or oh, there's yeah. like simple, simple practices that they could like just bring into the bedroom to uh to just start cultivating that energy?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So there is a book. There's a book I would highly recommend that you get. um It's kind of like the textbook of sexology. It's called The Dao of Sexology. I believe it's Stephen Cheng. And um, I have all my, when women go through my nine-month course, that's the first book that they read. So, there's, it's kind of like Taoist philosophy. It's a little bit like a textbook, but there's some great visuals in there and pictures and things like that. Um, Right now in the world, Montauk Chia is the leading expert in Taoist sexology. Mm -hmm. Um, I love to teach from a feminine perspective, you know, coming from that moon cycle energy, bring more of the deities and the goddesses and the angels and more uh, feminine light into the work that I do. So um, I've got a, a masterclass that we'll offer to you all. It's called Sex as Medicine. And that's a really great place to start because you'll you'll get visuals and you'll get kind of the a, a deeper understanding of what's possible with Taoist sexology. So we'll make sure and get that to you.
1: Great, that sounds awesome, and I'll make sure to put a link on the website for everybody to uh, access right in the show notes. Oh, and uh, that reminds me too. Uh, when you were talking about um, breaking out in laughter during orgasms, as that being a vagus nerve response. I was like, oh, because I've had that happen. Like you just kind of break out in uncontrollable laughter (laughs) after like after orgasm or whatever. I never knew what that was about. So, yeah, actually, I learned something new today. That's really great. (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly
2: and sometimes it shows up as like a crygasm you know you're Uh you're actually having an orgasm in tears and crying and and you don't know why and you don't really need to know why right it's just a release of Mm -hmm. your nervous system Mm -hmm. because we carry so much and we have to hold so much in our lives and we don't often get to fully 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 have that nervous system release. Um, The vagus nerve doesn't go directly to the genitals, but it does tie into the pudendal nerve, which does go directly to the genitals. So that is sort of how you can access that vagal upstream. And really what's cool about the vagus nerve, we think about it as it's the 10th cranial nerve. So it must be somewhere up here in the head, right? And we, it's, it's mostly known as being connected to the vocal cords. But it, what's cool about it is it actually runs right up along this yin pathway. This is the yin meridian. Like I said, yang runs up the back, up your right. spine, and yin down the front, kind of this front midline where your chakras you think about your chakras being found. Mm-hmm. When that vagus nerve gets stimulated, one one way to stimulate it is through voice, is through making sound. And that's something that I highly recommend you work with and play with is making sound to get your sexual energy turned up a notch or two, you know, if you're someone who's like, oh, this is whatever. I mean, we've had sex a million times and Mm -hmm, now mm -hmm, we're doing it again. mm -hmm. Start making different sounds and really open up your throat when you... When you fold the body in half, right at the belly button, I mean, if you could fold the body in half right at the belly button, the throat and the yoni would be a mirror image of each other. So there's, and, and the vagus nerve is connecting them. So when you get the vocal cords open, the yoni automatically opens as well. And you get a lot more receptive energy flowing through your body.
1: And I'm wondering too, Yes, I think this is super hot when guys are vocal, like during sex. <laughs> and I noticed that men seem to be really quiet during sex. And, and I find that really interesting. Do you have any thoughts about that since we're talking about, you know, being vocal and opening the vocal channels?
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, men. Well, they they grew up to be stoic, right? They grew up right. to be strong, and that's mm-hmm. the society, and that's the pressure on them, right? So it's so freeing. It's so wonderful if they can get into their vocal cords. And so a lot of times, you know, I'll coach, like if I'm working doing a tantra session with a man, I'll coach him on on opening up his throat, opening up. And even if it's just breath, sometimes that's a safe place to start. Like, okay, we're going to hold, we're going to squeeze, we're going to hold the breath, we're going to bring sexual energy to the brain, and then we're going to exhale with Breath or with a sound. Something about holding the breath in for a long time until you can't hold it anymore and then releasing with a sound, mm-hmm. that really helps. That really helps to get the sound going. And it also really helps to increase that capacity and to get the things just more stimulated, the whole mm-hmm. vagus system and everything.
1: So mm-hmm. So going to couples, like say if a couple wanted to start doing some simple Taoist practices together, um, like could you give like one or two things that a couple could do just to do something different in the bedroom?
2: I would love to. So one of the um, first things I recommend is actually even not sex, but just breathing together. Mm -hmm. And what I like to do is have couples sit back to back. However, that's going to work out for you comfortably. You could put two chairs together so that you're back-to-back, you know, and straddling the chairs in opposite directions. You could sit cross-legged and be back-to-back, but you want to try to get your sacrums as close together as you can and really feel each other's backs against each other. And then imagine you have a turtle shell on your back, and as you inhale, you're going to push your turtle shell right into their turtle shell, and you're going to start to feel this pressure between you. And then as you exhale, that pressure releases. And as you inhale, fill up that turtle shell. They're doing the same thing. So you're both inhaling and exhaling at the same time. And this just gets your whole nervous systems on the same page because, you know, one of you might've been running around crazy style all day and the other one might've been, um, you know, chilling and relaxing. So you want to both be on that same um, parasympathetic state together
0: mm-hmm.
2: that 's one practice that I recommend after you 've done that for let's say five ten minutes once you start doing it, you don't want to stop it feels so good and then then you can turn around and face each other and you could either sit knee to knee or you could come into the yab yum position. Yab yum is where the woman is s- sitting in the man's lap with her legs wrapped around him and he's sitting in a cross-legged position. Mm-hmm. This is yab-yam means father-mother, right? So it's, it's the union of the masculine and the feminine. We've got mm-hmm. masculine and feminine inside of our own bodies, but when we unite the masculine and feminine in our bodies together with another person who's united in their bodies, it's a very, very strong sensation. And there, in that yab yum position, you can run the microcosmic orbit together, Mm -hmm. which basically would be the woman inhales energy up her yang meridian, up her spine, and then she exhales it through her third eye to his third eye and exhales it down his meridian. If you're sexually connected through his lingam into your vagina, inhale back up your yang channel, your spine. Exhale down through his yin meridian into his penis and through into your vagina. So that would be the orbit for the woman. And for the man, it would be the same thing. He'd inhale up his spine, send it through his third eye over to the woman, down through her yin channel. And it's really visualizing mm-hmm. and breathing and staying present and tuned in with the orbit then it's going to go through her yoni to your lingam. So then what you're creating is a figure eight. You're actually creating a heroskamos, which is um, two circles that overlap. And so where they overlap, that is the union. That's the place of oneness. And that is the Tao right there in that place of union mm-hmm. where there is no masculine. There, there's no more duality, right? There's no more masculine and feminine. It's just the oneness. And that's what we want to get to when we're in meditative state, right? Yes. So those are some fun practices
1: when you're with your partner. Awesome. Cool. Thanks so much for that. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Stay tuned.
0: Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Hi, my name is Cass Thomas, and I'd like to invite you to join me and my friend Monish Milotra for our show, Beyond Love, Sex, and Other Drugs. We'll be talking about abuse, exclusion, relationship, addictions, possibilities, LGBTQI, and more. Is it time to create the life you truly desire? Join us, Beyond Love, Sex, and Other Drugs, every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This show can change your life. It's changing ours. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. Change your world. Change your life. Voiceamericaempowerment.com. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. And we're
1: back. So, Willow, can you tell us a little bit about jade eggs? I know that they uh, originated over in China, that they've been used in various practices. Um, what can you tell us about them?
2: The jade egg is actually something that was used in ancient China only by the concubines of the emperor and the emperor's wives. So it was really something that was used traditionally only for royalty. And that's why that's why it's such a fun practice to start to use it today and step into your sovereignty and step into that queen like state and inside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can be you know used a myriad of different ways. Some women are hypertonic, which means that they're always squeezing their kegel muscles. You know they might if you clench your jaw at night, it's possible you might be a little bit hypertonic in your pelvic floor as well um and then Other women, you know, they've had maybe four or five kids and they just don't have the tone they used to have. So that's why the emperor's wives who had had many kids, they would use the egg to strengthen and retonify those pubococcygeal muscles. And the, the concubines who didn't have children would keep their pussies nice and taut and tight so that they could actually grip and pull and bring more pleasure to the man's penis. There's even a practice where you can squeeze so hard that you can stop him from having an ejaculation Uh so that's something Uh that they would you know they would work toward as concubines Hmm. um so the jade egg practice it has many many layers and levels to it and um one of the most important things in my experience with teaching it is that you have to find the the sweet spot for you, you know, I don't, I don't recommend people go around lifting surfboards with their pussies. I just don't think it's necessary. I just don't think it's that healthy. God bless. Those are my opinions. Um, And, uh, you know, for women who have had several kids or they're older, you know, or they they just don't have the tone that they used to, they put it in and they can't really even take three steps without it falling out. So that's someone who I would want to work with creating more tone with. And Mm -hmm. other women, they can walk around with it for eight hours and forget it's there. You know, I had one woman who lost it in the toilet like five different times. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) You know, so there's there's different levels. Everyone's different. And what's cool about the jade egg is it's very adaptogenic. Mm-hmm. So when you, meaning that when you put it in, it's going to do for you what you need done for you. Like ashwagandha mm-hmm. is an adaptogenic sure. for the adrenals, right? Right. Um, so with the jade egg practice, what I like to have people do is really set an intention to get really clear about what they want to call in and think of that egg as like a seed, that they're planting into their fertile soils, you know, and this is a wonderful way to manifest or call in or magnetize whatever it is that you really want to call into your life. And there's all kinds, mm-hmm. kinds of different, you know, stones and eggs out there. The reason that a jade was traditionally used is it's non-porous. So it won't bring bacteria into the yoni. And also it. It has all these amazing properties like friendship and prosperity and love and just a a list of
1: incredible properties. Mm -hmm. So basically, the jade egg has been used traditionally to strengthen the pelvic floor for royalty. And today, women are engaging in this practice to help build up their pelvic floor Um, I know that there's a lot of different kinds of stone eggs. I happen to live in Tucson, Arizona. We have the gem show every year and you can get eggs in every single different kind of stone stone. you could possibly think of. However, if you are planning on using a stone, a jade egg in your yoni, you should definitely make sure that it is non-porous and non-toxic because certain rocks, stones, like for example, malachite, beautiful stone, not Mm -hmm. something you want to put in your yoni. (laughs) <laughs> Mm-mm. So, so when you're putting mm-hmm. in a jade egg do you put in the narrow part first yes okay. you do
2: you put mm-hmm. in the narrow part first and another important thing about before you even put it in is to clear the pelvic bowl you know how we get like my right shoulder really tight my left one feels fine but my right, right so we get a little lopsided right mm-hmm. like neck mm-hmm. and shoulder on the right and we're just and we can't have like and then if we go lift weights right mm-hmm. with that going on then we're just going to strengthen the imbalance right so we've got to release that so that we've got symmetry on mm-hmm. the right and the left hemispheres of the pelvic bowl so we I actually teach people to go in and to find trigger points to find yep tender points, which have uh, an incredible story inside of them. A lot of times, incredible emotion comes out, incredible releases that you didn't even know from like past generations come out. Mm -hmm. And so, when and then that pelvic bowl is, is moving in a symmetrical fashion. So, for people who are hypertonic, I actually don't teach them to Tonify or strengthen or kegel at all. The egg just gets to sit in there and rock around and soften things. You know, that would be its adaptogenic quality. But Mm -hmm. for people who need to tone, uh, first, before they start toning imbalances, I want them to find symmetry in their Mm -hmm. pelvic bowl. And then from there, they can start to build that tissue and not from a place of, I'm going to build my tissue and squeeze, 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 muscle, muscle, muscle. But, more from a place of like i 'm going to use my breath to move the muscles, so much more yin
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I really love that approach, and it 's so true. I used to work with somebody helping women who were having pelvic floor issues, you know incontinence, pelvic organ prolapse. We used to teach women how to map their their yoni, their pelvic floor, and find the spots of tension, find those areas that are real mushy and weak and and then teach them exercises to bring strength into them and so that they could go for one of these more, we felt a little more advanced techniques like the jade egg practice. And so I think it's, it's really important for people to know that the Kegel exercises aren't appropriate for everybody.
2: Yeah, uh, definitely, yeah definitely definitely. Mm-hmm. and I do teach a jade egg remedy class where we do focus on um you know all of that plus like balancing the hormones through this work and also calling in or magnetizing whatever it is that you want to bring into your life. I love to teach it it's it's powerful, powerful work, and every time I teach this course, the feedback is just through the roof it's just so inspiring it makes me feel so grateful you know that I've been doing this practice for the last 20 years and I'm now offering it to the public it's
1: mm-hmm. incredible
2: powerful work so
1: yeah it's life-changing for sure well thank you so much Will I really appreciate your time and before we part company can you just let people know how they can find you
2: yeah so the website is yinwellness.com y-i-n wellness.com And, uh, what we're actually going to give you as a free gift is called the love zone ebook. When you sign up for that, then you'll have access to the sex as medicine masterclass where you'll learn a lot more in depth about what all of what I'm talking about is. So, um, be sure to sign yourself up for that. We'd love to have you in our tribe and just be in closer community with you.
1: Awesome! Thank you so much. It's been really a pleasure having you on the show today,
2: Robin. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad that you know that you asked me to this to this interview. It's just been absolutely a joy. I feel effervescent afterwards. Oh, I'm
1: so happy. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next week.
0: Bye bye.